something really, really encouraging was about a, a couple hours ago, we were all in that big room. We asked, okay, raise your hand how old spiritually you are. And we kind of had our expectations for what it was going to look like. We wanted to have rooms that were big enough for each group. And I was really inspired and blown away by the amount of, of people that are here at CTP to get trained and do all that stuff, hearing great lessons from all kinds of people that are not even a year old spiritually. Right? And so to me, that, 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 that puts even more emphasis on what we're doing right here. Because there's a lot of people that are younger than us, a lot of people that are looking up to us, that are watching our example you know, and I, I wanted to share a little bit about my first CTP. I was laughing with Nick Shaw a few minutes ago about it. You know, I was, this was uh, five years ago. It was 2014. Um, and I'd been a Christian for about six months at the time. And CTP was a little bit smaller then. And they had me leading a mission team. Okay. And so I'm just this fired up young Christian, right? But I'm actually from Kennesaw. So that's where I grew up. Parents aren't disciples. And uh, so... I went to Auburn for my first two years of school and came back to Kennesaw State University kind of with my tail between my legs. I'd failed, right? I didn't make it. Joined a fraternity, partied my way out, okay? And so I came back to Kennesaw, like, ready for a lot of change, became a disciple, great stuff. Um, but, man, I was so fired up. But Kennesaw is the suburbs, okay? Kennesaw is the absolute suburbs, okay? And that's where I was born and raised. And so we're, we're setting up CTP, we're doing all the, all the mission teams and all that stuff, and, you know, where do they choose for me to, to, to go lead to? At Georgia State. <laughs> Georgia State, okay. And Georgia State, just right in the middle of Atlanta, okay. Like, I'm from Atlanta, right, but I, I go into the city, immediately start to sweat. I mean, I mean, it could be 30 degrees outside, and I'm like, oh, no, where am I? You know what I'm saying? I don't know my way around, don't know where to park. Don't know what's, what's around each corner. I'm freaked out, okay? But as a young Christian, I didn't have that, that mindset, that mentality, right? I was ready to go. And so, you know, our mission team, we get there. I don't even know where campus is. We literally just make it to five points and are just sharing with every homeless person there. I give my Bible to a homeless guy. I take him to McDonald's. I bring him to the dodgeball night, like all this stuff. Because I was just fired up to know the gospel and to give people what I had, right? And then... What ends up happening at CTP for students is you start to go, man, I don't want to go to CTP. So year two, year three, I'm like, oh, May's coming around. I just want to go to the beach. I just want to chill. I just want to relax. I don't want to be at CTP. That's, that's the way I felt. That's the way that, that two-plus class that Charles is, is, is preaching to right now, that's the way a lot of those guys might feel, right? Now, at, since I've been at CTP as an intern, as a campus minister now, I look forward to CTP so much. Yeah. So much coming right off the spring semester, you know, no matter how many people have become a disciple, no matter what good news, we, we know that the, the, the gospel is just difficult. It's difficult to live every day. It, it is denying yourself in its nature. Jesus, he's not trying to it, it, there's nothing mystical about it. he's like, you're it's going to be tough. You know what I mean? And so what CTP does to me is I get to go, oh, man, I get to see people that I don't always get to interact with. These guys are going to be fired up. They're going to get me inspired. They're going to get me excited. They're, we're going to be able to form friendships, right? And that's what this room has been for me the past few years. And so I hope that, that you know, you walk away from CTP. This is the most important thing that there is. Yeah. So we get to go. There are people on the grind every day all over the U.S. fighting, fighting all over the world. I'm sorry. Multiple continents here, right? Okay, so all over the world, they're, they're fighting for Jesus. Okay. And so, 
my first point is the title of the lesson. It's Zero to Hero, From Zero to Hero. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name two dates here, all right? I want to see if y'all know the significance of these two dates. All right. Number one, April 16th. In the year, in the year 2000, okay, April 16th, year 2000, right. here's another date, February 5th, 2017, anyone, that's right, let's go pretty, pretty shot, Nick Denima, okay. April 16th, year 2000, 199th pick, NFL draft, sixth round, okay. Tom Brady, Tom Brady was selected, okay. Tom Brady selected. Now, guys, 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 I am a diehard Falcons fan. I love the Falcons so much. I mean, ask Kirstie, I had to repent on February 5th, 2017. I had to to, to go, man, man, you know, I need to put Jesus way up here and take the Falcons, put them just a little bit down. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I was upset. But here's what I got to realize is that that those 198 picks, right, they didn't pick Tom Brady for a reason. They thought he, he's not the next guy. He's not the quarterback, right? He's not the quarterback of the future for our team. And with the 199, the Patriots selected Tom Brady. He was a zero. He was a zero. The quarterback is the most important position on the field. They don't go in the sixth round. They go way earlier than that. He was a zero. And on February 5th, 2017, he's winning his fifth Super Bowl ring. Greatest comeback. I know, it's, it's, it's very difficult for me to say. Yeah. Greatest comeback, <laughs> Super Bowl history. Okay. He won the Super Bowl. From zero to hero, right? Okay. Go to Mark 1. Come on, Cody. You know, for Tom Brady, it wasn't skill, it wasn't talent. Brought him from zero to hero. It was years and years of training. Training. That brought him from a zero to a hero. Teamwork. That brought him from a zero to a hero. A trainer and Bill Belichick, right? That brought him from a zero to a hero. Starting in verse 14. It says, After John was put into prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. He says... The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Jesus comes on the scene. He's going, the end game is now. The end game is now. I am here. That one chance, that one chance, standing right here in front of you. Believe. Repent. Right? That's not repent. Oh, man, you're such a bad person. It's guess what? You get to have a new life. Repent. This is a good thing. Right? Right? As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon, his brother Andrew, casting a net into the lake because they were fishermen. They were fishermen. These guys were zeros. These guys were zeros. They were nobodies. No significance for their life. They, they never, ever in any history book, 
No professor would ever mention their name. Nothing. These guys were zeros. And Jesus says, come and follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. Right? Whose translation says that? I will make you fishers of men. Anybody got that translation that says that? Let's go. What translation is that? ESV. ESV. Come on. Okay, so, so January 2013, I'm in Auburn. I'm sitting in my dorm room. I had started to smoke weed every single day. I had started to abuse uh, other people's Adderall that I would buy in the fraternity house. Um, not to study, but just to, to, to get to a place that, that made me feel different than when I was sober, right? And I'm sitting there, and I'm going, I don't want this anymore. I confessed to my parents. I'd gotten some help with counseling, that kind of thing. I'm sitting in, my, in, my frater- in the fraternity house in my room, all by myself with my Bible open, and I read this verse right here. Mm. Come, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men, mm. right? I said to myself, that, I, I want that. Mm. I want that. I went and I got a tattooed right here. And that, was, uh, that, that, that was 10 months before I, I had ever even met a disciple. You know what I'm saying? Okay? And I said, here's the thing. I knew at that point, I knew I was a zero. Okay? I knew I was a zero. And I looked at that and I went, that, Jesus wants to make people into heroes. Jesus wants to, trans- he, he can transform people, right? Just like Nick was talking about earlier, it's come and follow me, and I'll do the work, right? Come and follow me. I, I'll do the rest. I will make you into a fisher of men. Zero to hero. You know, it's crazy. I got that tattoo knowing I, I, need, I need to be trained. This isn't just going to happen, right? And uh, now where I stand as a campus minister, like, I can find myself so often not having that heart that I had that day when I went and got this tattoo. You know what I'm saying? It was a religious thing at that time. I just wanted a, a, a tattoo to be able to take my shirt off and everybody thought, oh, cool, he, you know, he got a tattoo on his ribs. He must be tough. Like, like so many you know, false motives. But, but the thing is, is that there, there was a sense of humility that I had. So for us, you know, do you have that same kind of humility? Where you go, the only person that's going to make me a hero is Jesus Christ. Yeah. And you don't, you, you don't just, you're not just going to become a hero. You're not a hero, right? It's going to take training. It's going to take training. And that is Jesus' plan to change the world. It's training. Come follow me. Walk with me. Be with me. Here's the definition of training. To teach a particular skill or type of behavior through practice and instruction over time. To teach a particular skill or type of behavior through practice and instruction over time. That's exactly what Jesus has set out to do, isn't it? To teach us a new way of life, to, to show us how, to, how we, we can practice what Jesus said, can't we? Yeah. Yeah. We, we can be instructed over time on, on how to become like him, can't we? Yeah. This is what training is, guys. Go to uh, Philippians chapter 4. Listen to Paul right here in verse 8. He says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, I want you to think about such things. Right? 
Then he says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, I don't just want you to remember it. I don't just want you to repeat it to people in groups, right? I want you to put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. Paul, his plan through his, his, his myriad of, of strange interactions that we kind of read over in a Bible study because we don't want somebody to get weird, right? It's like, he's like, it's just training. We all need to be trained by one another, right? Yeah. We need to see what's good, what reminds each other of Jesus. Mm-hmm. The, the, the things that you go, wow, that is just not who I am. That's not, that's not my way of doing things. And we need to actually copy that. We need to put things into practice that we see. That was Paul's, Paul's way. That was, that was his solution. After all the kind of interactions, getting to see and, and, and talk to Jesus, like he, he just comes out going, we just need to train Amen. to become different kinds of people, right? Yeah. You know, here's the temptations when you come to CTP. When you come to, you go to ICLC, whatever. You're around other ministers from other places, whatever. There's all kinds of temptations, aren't, isn't there? Go, you know, how's my ministry doing? You know, what, how is it doing compared to the, the, the ministries that are kind of like it? You know what I'm saying? Am I in a small ministry? Well, is my small ministry doing better than another small ministry? Right? Or, or, or where am I at? You know, I'm not going to compare myself to Jordan Massey, but if I'm an intern, I'm gonna, I might compare myself to another intern. Where do I rank? Am I spiritual enough, right? Am I appearing to everybody like I know what I'm doing, like I have a future in this? Right? That's the temptation. Temptation is to feel that way, to compare, right? To try and measure up, to want to impress, to, to, to put forward this false self, right? That can't be what we do in this room. It's too important what we're doing here. We, we all need training. We all need to train. And we can take a sober look at that. My second point is from start to finish. From start to finish. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. From start to finish. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. It says, verse 24, Don't you know, don't you know, that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize. So run in such a way as to get the prize. Some of us, we can almost be like, let me just run to make sure that I'm somewhere in the pack in the top ten. And that's not the way that we are supposed to run if we're running after Jesus, right? If you're focused on Jesus, you don't see who's to to your sides. In fact, you go, hey, let's go. You next to me. Let's go faster, right? Let's push harder together. Right. Because I'm not racing against you guys. I'm, I'm trying to catch the Lord. Yeah. Stuff, I'm trying to catch the guy. And aren't you too? Let's do it together, right? Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. It says everyone who competes in the games goes into strict what? Training. Strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that's going to last forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. Our minds weren't even constructed in order to understand that. That's how long our crown is going to last. Our prize. Therefore, I don't run like somebody running aimlessly. I don't fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave. So that after I have preached to others, 
I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. You know, is this passage on your mind as you come to CTP? Because if it's not, just want to put it there. Just want to put it there, right? I got to put this in my mind and go, is this what CTP is about for me? Is it just kind of another thing, another program that, that, that I can say I went to, that I can make some friends at, this, that, the other? Or is it going, I'm here because I want to run. I want to train. I want to get better. I want to learn something. I want to go back home different. And I, I, I love this because Paul, I mean, it's just sometimes it, it, it's so simple for me. So I think passages like this, I'm like, I get this. I get sports. Okay, like you get into some other things, you know, you lose me a little bit. But I get sports, and so I don't know if Paul's an athlete or not, but 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 he gets sports. You know what I'm saying? So I like that. Right. And he's sitting here going, he's going like, like there are people in this world who literally run, train, fight, eat four thousand calories a day to put a little piece of gold around their neck to lift up a trophy, right? But these guys train so hard, unbelievably hard. They wake up every day and they've got one thing on their minds. And they wake up and they do it. Here's the thing. Those people retire. Those people eventually retire, don't they? Jack Frederick is not retired from running hard for Jesus. Right? We don't ever get to retire, right? How hard, how hard. Go ask Michael Phelps today. Hey, do you still wake up and do the same thing, train as hard as you do? I'm I'm sure he'd say no. I don't. It's change. For you and I, we we run a race that that it's going to finish the day that we die or the day that Jesus comes back. And that entire time from start to finish, what do we need to be found doing? We need to be found training, right? Training to be more like Jesus. Training to be different than I was when I was sitting in, in, in my dorm room in Auburn. You know what I'm saying? Training to be different. We have the most, most important jobs in the world. That's not just as ministers, as interns, that's as disciples. It sounds so cliche. We, we abuse that, you know what I'm saying? But you can't abuse it. The fact is, we do. We, we're, we are the, who's more important? Tom Brady or you? Who's more important in this world? You are the most important person in this world. I, don't, I didn't hear all the chatter, but I'm sure it's funny. But, like, you are the most important person in the world. Not because of who you are, right? But because of what? Jesus. Okay? And you can control you. We have the most important jobs. And here's the thing about being a campus minister, whatever. We, we were all put in the role that we're in as an intern, as a campus minister, wherever you're at. Because it, it's not that we're special, right? Yeah. It's not special about us. In fact, you know what? This is a misconception. This is a misconception of the people that are down in that room right there. We're, it's not because we're more spiritual. Right. No. It's, it's not because you're the most spiritual person that was in your ministry at that time. And, 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 and praise God for that. Praise God that there are people in our ministries that push us, right? Guys that I go, dang, he prays a lot, right? Like he has surrendered 
I'm glad that he's praying for this ministry. You know what I'm saying? But I also want to, I also want to emulate that. You know what I'm saying? Like, praise God, we're not the most spiritual. But, but here is the thing. Here's, what's, here's what could be scary, okay? You are talented. You do have gifts. Okay? You might be really good at speaking. You might be really good at, at, at leading worship. You might be friendly and able to share your faith. You, there's something about you that somebody said, hey, you should come and do ministry. What that doesn't mean is that, hey, you're just a better disciple than other people. You should do ministry. That's, it, it's, there's something about you that you could do ministry, right? And what can happen is you start to rely more on those talents, right? More on those gifts that you have that you get lifted up for than you do on training. Okay? And, and that is the big part. Training fails when it is, or I'm sorry, talent fails. When it is relied upon more than training. That's the fact. You know, there are dudes from the 2000 NFL draft that we don't know who they are. I bet you there are guys in the top ten. I have no idea. I've never heard of them. Okay? But they're the most talented guys in in that draft. And here's Tom Brady, right? You know, there are other fishermen at that time. Fishing on the same exact, exact lake, right? We don't know who they are. We don't know who they are. But we know who Peter is. We know who Andrew is. Right? We know the impact they made. We know that they went from a zero to a hero. Right? Because they chose to follow Jesus. Guys, we cannot rely on just the, 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 the ability to get through it. Right? The ability to kind of just slide by. Nobody's going to ask you a question. Nobody's going to ask you about your purity. We can get into a rut like that. People in this room. Right? You can be fake. Training matters so much, especially when you're talented, especially when you have some kind of gift that somebody has pointed out. You know, listen to this. American businesses spend an estimated $90 billion on training alone in 2017. $90 billion on training because even American business is figuring out talent isn't it. We need to train people. How much time, how, how many more hours of training does an athlete spend than he does on the field, in the game? Ridiculous amounts. Training compared to when he's on the field. You know, often, I just find myself on campus going through the absolute motions, like a boxer beating the air. I find myself just, okay, I got my, I got my schedule, I got my D groups, I got a couple of Bible studies that are, that, you know, they're kind of moving, but whatever. Like, I, I got this, I got that. I, I need to play in that lesson. I need to think about this. I find myself just going through the motions, right? And getting sucked into just this, like, I, I forget how epic of a job I have. How epic of a life that I have, right? And here's the thing. Training gets athletes out of ruts. Training saves businesses more money than it costs. That's why they do it, Right? For us, guys, this is why I love CTP. It's because training, it can get us out of a spiritual road as well. 100%. Absolutely can. Absolutely can. That's why I love CTP. Because I come in here, it doesn't matter where I'm at, I know I'm going to walk out. If I have the right heart, if I have the right mentality, I'm going to walk out of here feeling something something inspired, right? Some kind of inspired. New relationship, something. But here's the thing. you got to have an attitude. An attitude. That invites training, okay? Training is not an event. Training is not a program. It's not a lesson. Training is an attitude that you have. That's right. Okay? From start to finish. 
It's an attitude that you have. Just like Paul is saying right here. It's just you got to run as hard as you can. Have that attitude in your life. You know, where you invite, you accept, you seek after training for the rest of your life. It's not just as an intern. It's not just as a campus minister. You might get out of the ministry one day. You keep doing it. You keep trying to go after training spiritually. Third point. From a spark to a wildfire. From a spark to a wildfire. Second Timothy 1. Verse 6 says, For this reason, I want to remind you, I want to remind you because this is easy to forget. I want to remind you, Timothy, to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us, it does not make us timid, but it gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about training in the kingdom of God. Training when it comes to following Jesus, right? Is that these things that, that we need to train in, they are not physical, right? The things we need training in are, are spiritual things. Okay? Spiritual, I like to call it spiritual realities of this universe, okay? In a Bible series, I'm just trying to get across to somebody. This is not like, like it's, it's, it's a different realm that we're talking about, right? I call it the spiritual laws of physics, right? You got gravity. There's certain things spiritually that bind us to God, right? Those are the things that we, gotta, that we have to train ourselves in. Just write this down. Write this at the top left corner so that if you check these notes or something, you remember fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit. Do you know them? Fruits of the Spirit. These are the things that we need to train ourselves in. Because these things don't come naturally. Getting in front of a bunch of people, shouting, yelling, screaming, trying to get people pumped up, comes kind of naturally to me. Love, patience, peace. Ask my wife, right? Okay, these are things that I've got to train myself in. It's not natural. It is supernatural. As, as ministers, man, we have got to learn to access these things. We don't need new practices. We don't need new programs. We need to go after the character of Jesus. And we need to do that together. Okay? You know, we need to train to use the Word of God powerfully. Not just to speak a little bit better. Or even, you know, I, I love doing the campus spotlight thing because it helps guys get, get, get out of themselves. But we don't need to learn how to read a scripture more convictingly, right? We need to learn how to preach the word powerfully. Because that's spiritual. That's something spiritual. You could, be, you could get up here and just, and just talk calm, right? And be teaching the word of God powerfully. Okay? We need to learn how to love people, right? We need to be trained to love others. If, if I'm not training in my love for other people, I am becoming less and less and less effective for, for, for Jesus' kingdom. It's the truth, right? Without love, I'm doing nothing. Self-discipline, right? Enough said right there. I don't even have to go into that, right? We all know. you got to train yourself. That's, there's something spiritual about it. <coughs> something spiritual about it. You know, 
so often just find myself just just focusing on, on, on all these things that I want to grow in, all, all these kind of things. I just forget. You know what? Like what fruit of the Spirit am I focused on today? What fruit of the Spirit? Because God's laid them out, exactly the character that he wants. That's the thing that this group right here, this minister group needs to be focused on. So here's what I want you to do. Every class that we do, I want you to ask yourself, what fruit of the Spirit is God trying to make stand out to me during this class? Okay? Because it can be different things during the same class, can it? Yeah. Okay? The Spirit prodding you a little bit. You need to, you need to be, be practicing this, right? Maybe some sense, but, but identify the fruit of the Spirit that God's trying to get you to, to, to train in. Right? You know, Chris and I, we, we were even talking on the way, way over. Just we already feel like God is trying to teach us to be more self-disciplined. This CTP, for whatever reason. I, I can't even point a class. Maybe it's just seeing, seeing Rob Novak get up and go on a run this morning, right, or something like that. All I know is I'm like, I'm like, there are things that God's already trying to communicate to me, but they're spiritual things. It's not, what am I doing for my Bible talk? It's not, what kind of event am I going to plan next semester when I get back? That's not the training we're talking about here at CTP. Talking about things that don't come naturally, the spirits. Okay, yeah. you know I got five things. Okay, five things that I that I want you to write down right now. All right, and think about this. This is kind of just this is good stuff for uh, our cohorts, stuff like that, just for the weekend, just to narrow it down to make it simple. All right, number one, tell the truth. That's number one. Tell the truth. Okay, take off the false self. Okay, tell us how you're doing. Right. Especially with, with these cohorts, that's what they're for. Okay? You don't have to announce it to this whole group, right? Praise God, right? But, but t- 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 how are you doing spiritually? In your purity, right? How's your ministry really doing? Okay? How are you really feeling? Are you faithful? Or are you like, dude, I, I'm, I'm not faithful? Let's talk about that. Number one, tell the truth. Number two, ask questions. Okay? Have three questions that you want answered by the end of CTP. Okay? And allow, allow somebody that's, that's in one of these classes downstairs to, to answer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah. Like that, that doesn't mean that they are going to have the answer, but you should be asking even people from your ministry, other ministries, hey, what, what do you think about this in our ministry? That's going to train them, isn't it? Yeah. If not only with the question you're asking, but in your humility. Yeah. Ask questions. That's what this should be all about. Not having the answer to everything. Number three is connect. Okay, Friendships. Find a mentor here. Find a prayer partner. And I pray for people in this room. I pray for Matt Rupert. Wherever you are. Right there. I pray for Mark Person. I pray for Charles. I pray for, I pray for John. I pray for everybody. Okay, As many people, they just pop into my head. Boom. Okay. I can spend time there because I've, ha- I've made these connections. That's what this has got to be about this weekend, guys. Number four, challenge yourself, okay? Narrow it down to one thing. Narrow it down. You'll get lost if you have every single lesson you got, you know, five bullet points, whatever. Like, just narrow it down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If we, we're going for a lot of different things to teach. It'll hit everybody. But narrow it down for yourself. What, what's the challenge that I've been given from God? What area do I need to grow? Number five, leave here with something new to pray about. Leave something here with something something new that you feel like you just want to get down on your face and pray. God, do this. Do this. If Charles were in here, I'd say in the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? 
do this and ox, right? Like I, I'd be terrified, right? But, but we can, you can leave here going, I know what Kennesaw State, I know what the people need there. Leave here with something new that you want to pray about, okay? You know, I hope, I hope that this generation never loses the, the desire to be trained. Never loses it. From start to finish, right? You know, if you get one thing from this lesson, this is what I hope it is, right? Let's be leaders who are vulnerable. Vulnerable. That's it. Let's be leaders who are vulnerable, humble, teachable, and realize that, you know what? Without Jesus, we're all zeros. As long as we follow him, we will, he will make us into a hero. So let's pray. Dear God, um, Lord, so, so thankful for just the, just the fact that you've brought us all together, God, that you've you know, put us all in the ministry that we get to be in this room right now that we're in 2019. And this is just the exact group that you wanted in this room right now talking about training, God. We got to believe that, Father. I pray that you would just let that burn on our hearts that we are the most important people in this world. I'm the most important man in this world because I control my life, right? I control my life and I have the good news. And I pray that we can all get out of bed going, Tom Brady, Michael Phelps, those guys, there's no way that they can feel like their life is more important than the way that a disciple feels. We are the heroes that, you, that you're trying to transform, God. We are the people that, that you've given. You've made us ambassadors. You've given us the ministry of reconciliation, God. And I pray that we can train in things that are spiritual, that are unnatural. We can be vulnerable, that we can uh, just fight to uh, stand out in this broken world. Lord, we love you. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen.